All right, welcome back to your favorite family of degenerates for uh, week two of college football. Uh, I am your host, uh, the Gunslinger, coming to you live from the great state of New York, back on the East Coast. And uh, with me this week is the return of the uh, notorious DB coming to us live from Philly. Uh, excited to uh, walk you through a new slate of picks this week. Uh, but DB, before I get into a recap of last week, good to have you back. How are we feeling? Pleasure to be back. Honor and a pleasure. Uh, wonderful to be talking college football. Uh, a little bit of a slow start last week, but we're going to play ourselves in a game shape this year. Uh, James Harden style. So I'm not too worried about it. Perfect. Uh, just to recap last week, uh, we went two, three, and one. Uh, one and one on the Warhammers for DB. We had a, a mutual win on UTSA, the Roadrunners. What a delightful game that was. Loss on Ohio State. Uh, loss on USF, which if you listen to the pod, I called out as a potential loser. And we had a push on Cincy. Uh, for myself, went 2-1-1, one, and one, win on UTSA, win on my Warhammer of Georgia, absolute clobbering of Bo Nix. Again, if you if you listen to the pod, you would have heard that coming a mile away. Uh, loss on Miami of Ohio and a push on Cincy. So... Not not our uh, not our hottest start, but you know, pretty pretty pedestrian week two, three and one, one and one on the Warhammer. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Also, if you listened to last week, uh, you heard us say that we were going to move to a two times a week pod. That is still the plan. We're we're trying to work out the uh, you know hey, just the, the logistics. What'd you say? Busy guys, you know, hard to figure out the timing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Well, with that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, hop into the picks here. Uh, DB, since you're back, you're fresh, give people what they want. Give us your first pick. All right, I'm going to go uh, Duke at Northwestern on Saturday. Uh, we got Northwestern minus 10, open 8.5, now all at 10, 10.5 10 at some books. Uh, I'm going to take 10 and see plenty of them. Uh, 42% on Northwestern and 51% of the cash. Uh, always like to fade – the trendy dog here, 58% on Duke. It seems like too much of a backing to me. Uh, when I first looked at this line, line seemed a little high, um, which was first caught my eye. Um, but as I looked into it more, um, I just thought that Northwestern uh, was to deserve a double-digit favorite. A um, couple of trends here. 55%, um, like I said, on the dog. So I like to fade the trendy dog. Duke 0-7 oh, ATS last seven games uh, versus a team with a winning record. 0-4 oh, in their last four road games. Uh, give me Northwestern in a route at home on Saturday, minus 10. All right, you're giving out Northwestern at minus 10. Just jotting this down. Uh, yeah, I really like that. I think Northwestern, um, you know, I think last year was sort of like a, a down year for them. Uh, and so I think they're, you know, one of the best coach teams in the Big Ten. Um, and obviously, you know, ripped Nebraska's heart out in week, week zero on the, across the pond. So, uh, no, I like this pick. That game actually didn't really pop up on my radar. But I, I was a big fan of Northwestern last year, much to uh, much to the, you know, pennies being rolled out of my pocket. So, um, solid pick right there. Cool. For my first one, I'm uh, going to go to the SEC and go to a team that uh, we pushed on last week. So, uh, talking about South Carolina at Arkansas. So, uh, watch that game last week. Honestly, I think we were lucky to get away with the push. Uh, I told the talking units listeners, we gave it out at uh, plus seven, the key number, because it was dropping down to six and a half. Um, obviously pushed on the seven. They lost by seven. I think we were lucky to get out of that game with the push. Arkansas looked pretty much in control there. So this week they opened up as an eight and a half point favorite. They still are uh, an eight and a half point favorite. Um, and I think a lot of people are just vibing with how good they looked against Cincinnati last week. So the Hogs are getting 70% of the tickets. The Hogs are getting 77% of the cash and they're getting 95% of the money line bets. On top of that, 
Spencer Rattler was the fade du jour last year at Oklahoma, and he did not look so good uh, week one against a Georgia State team. So everything I just said, I'm flying in the face of. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, South Carolina plus eight and a half here. I think all the common sense when you look at this game says Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, but that game has sat on eight and a half. It really hasn't gone up even one bit. Um, and that, to me, is always a big red flag. I think anytime you're getting over a touchdown in the SEC, it's something to take a look at. Um, so I like Beamer Ball here. Uh, and go ahead and give me uh, South Carolina Gamecocks plus eight and a half. Nice. I mean, I like fading the uh, 77% of the cash. Um, yeah, looks look strong. So it's basically just a perception play. You just want to fade South uh, fade the perception of South Carolina. It's sort of the, the handicap on Arkansas, I think, is still the same. I think they're coming down from a, a high of last year. I think they looked good in week one against Cincinnati. Um, and I think South Carolina didn't necessarily look so good. I mean, they did cover against Georgia State, but uh, Rattler had like one, one touchdown, two picks. Didn't, didn't really inspire a ton of confidence. And now you go back into Arkansas for week two. Um, everything tells you, hey, this should, this should be Arkansas by a lot. But the fact that that line is hanging at eight and a half to me uh, is a big is a big indicator of what Vegas thinks about this game. And um, I, I do I do like Beamer. I do like South Carolina. I don't necessarily like Spencer Rattler, but I'm okay to buy in on that perception um, and just get maybe South Carolina in a down spot and sell Arkansas once again at a high spot. So we'll see if the Hogs bite me once again. All right, I like it. All right, my next game here, I'm going to piggyback off that one and go to UNC at Georgia State. Uh, we had uh, Georgia State open at minus nine, down to seven and a half, 40% action on Georgia State, 70% cash. Uh, this is another line that I thought seemed a little low at first glance. Uh, Georgia State loses last week, as you just said, to South Carolina, uh, outgained them uh, yardage-wise, but still lost. Um, they pretty much lost because they got those two block, uh, block punts returned for touchdowns. Um, so I think that line is skewed. UNC coming off a crazy game where they won 63-61 after scoring 40 points in the fourth quarter. I think that takes a lot out of a team. Possible letdown spot here. Dramatic win. Uh, now they're coming to play an inferior opponent on paper. Uh, give me Georgia State plus seven and a half. I consider this for my Warhammer, but I think it's a little too trendy of a play right now. I've seen it all over the place, but I do think the numbers are solid. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's a way to, I think that was a good, uh, that was a good lead in directly from uh, South Carolina into Georgia state. Um, couldn't tee that up better if we had tried uh, God knows we did not try. So uh, I like that. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be on that. I like those two picks to start Northwestern and Georgia state were two games that I hadn't taken a look at, um, but I like those to start. So uh, for my next game, uh, I guess let's go, let's go to the ACC. We're going to go to uh, Virginia at Illinois. Uh, Illinois opened up as a three and a half point favorite. Still is three and a half, I would say, on most books, but it is flashing to four and a half, four and, four and a half on some books. Uh, Virginia is catching 60% of the tickets, 76% of the cash, and is catching 65% of the money line bets. Uh, Illinois is uh, coming off a loss to Indiana. And Virginia is coming off a clobbering of a who-gives-a-fuck Richmond team, but they did not cover the spread. Um, not really understanding all the love for Virginia here. Uh, I really do love Illinois uh, in a bounce-back spot here. I uh, just love that the sort of short road dog is really, uh, really trendy here. So I'm going to take the uh, the fighting Illini. I'm going to still give it out while it's at uh, three and a half, and I'm just going to – 
you know, rely on Brett Bielema and his fat triple chin to uh, take us home here. Um, I like this one so much. I like the spot, and I don't get the Virginia love at all. I'm going to go ahead and make Illinois my Warhammer this week at uh, minus three and a half. Nice. I like it. I didn't even um, catch this one, I guess, because the money's so low on Illinois. But mm-hmm. home dog. I mean, home. home. No. Home team with only 38%. Can't hate that. Coming off a loss to Indiana. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely delicious. Um, all right. I go to my next game here if I can find it. I don't think I can. All right. I'm going to Kansas away at West Virginia. Do you have this one as well? No, I do not, but I was looking at this one. We don't know place so far. All right. Kansas open 14 and a half now down to 13 and a half, 35% on Kansas, 42% of the cash. Tough spot for West Virginia coming off a soul crushing last minute loss for his arch rival Pittsburgh. Uh, I think another letdown spot situationally here. Uh, his Kansas historically blows, so I could see this West Virginia team overlooking them. Um, this number has this line has moved through the number from 14 and a half to 13 and a half, only 29% of the bets and 45% of the cash. Uh, I think that indicates sharp action. Kansas to keep this close, uh, lose, but keep it close. Kansas plus 13 and a half. Yeah, I can't really say too much more than that. I like I said, I see the numbers there. I mean, Kansas, we usually. I think we we specialize in giving out growth plays on this pod, if nothing else. Like, you know, obviously everyone's going to be talking about, oh, how much is Alabama going to win by this week or, you know, whatever. They're going to they're gonna give you, like, the sexy plays in the big-time games. We're going to give you, the, you know, the, gre- the grease of the quarter of the pans that you can't get out. Those are the plays that, are, to be honest, you're probably just not going to hear anywhere on ESPN or any, any uh, chalk shop ever talking about. So, absolutely love – I mean – your slate is disgusting so far in the best way possible of Northwestern Georgia State and Kansas. That's absolute grime. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to welcome you back any other way than these three absolutely putrid T1 teams. The worse they feel when you click enter on your bet, the better the bet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is that is always the case. Um, cool. For uh, for my next one here, I'm going to go to uh, Baylor BYU. Um, BYU, obviously a team that uh, ripped DB soul out last week after their crushing of South Florida. Uh, BYU opened up as a two and a half point favorite. Uh, it's up to three. I could see it climbing even more. Uh, Baylor, obviously one of the uh, big 12 favorites, I'd say right after Oklahoma. Um, or Baylor is catching 64% of the tickets, 54% of the cash, uh, and they're catching 76 percent of the money line bets however BYU is catching 60 percent of the money on the money line bets um I was a little surprised here to see that Baylor was so popular as a short road dog um just given that uh again BYU looked so good uh coming off their drumming of USF but as I mentioned in last week's pod no offense when I gave out your pick BYU is sort of a dark horse uh, top 25, maybe they could even, you know, get in the mix late in the year for uh, the college playoff, depending on how their run goes. I think Baylor is a big part of those uh, full year plans. So I'm fine to ride the hot hand if people think that this is a letdown spot for BYU. Now, I do have Baylor to win the Big 12, so I'm kind of going against uh, one of my bets that I'm incentivized to root for. But we're a week to week pod. So uh, give me those Mormon soakers and I'll, I'll go ahead and take the BYU Cougars at minus three this week. Yeah, I was uh, surprised by this line at first glance, too. Um, just because, I mean, I'm, 
everything you just said is true, but from a public perspective, Baylor coming off 12 and two season, big 12 sugar ball champs. Um, I was like, I just thought it was an interesting line line move from two and a half to three with only 33% of the bets. BYU has covered seven of the last eight for big 12 opponents, four or six at home. Give me BYU as my war hammer. Ooh, all right. So we finally have a mutual play. We didn't share our picks with each other this week. Uh, so that there you go, my friend. A little going, Saturday night delight to, to end the slate. Going for the BYU Warhammer. Yeah, this one really makes no sense to me uh, no. at all. Um, I mean, Baylor obviously just covered a, whatever. They were 40-plus point favorites against Albany. So, um, And maybe the, the feeling is – you know, they are a big time program and they are, I mean, they're probably ranked, I think BYU, I don't know the updated polls, but what BYU was like 25, Baylor was probably top 15. I got so, Baylor, at, Baylor at nine, BYU at 21. Yeah. It's a, it's what I'm saying. Just didn't first, it was the, jumped out to me the most. It's like this, they're baiting you into taking Baylor, into Baylor. They, they're begging you to take Baylor. They're begging, they are begging you to take Baylor as the short road dog as the higher ranked team. So yeah, glad we're on the same page for BYU. The, o- the only thing that scared me is I'm like, damn, they look so good against South Florida. Why are they not getting any love? But, you know, I, it, sometimes you can't overthink yeah, I think, it. I think just looking back to last season, though, Bale, I mean, Baylor's one of the best teams in the country. You know, no reason to think really otherwise. So it's uh, – I think from a public average Joe's perspective, you know, it's like how is Baylor underdogs and how are we getting any points in this game? You know, so uh, I don't think so. – I don't think that's correct, but perception-wise, I think that's just where, like, most people's heads are at. Yep, yep. So, we're giving it out at minus three. I think three is a key number there because I think once you get up to three and a half, uh, obviously, again, you give your, you lose yourself that field goal coverage. Um, if you can find it anywhere at two and a half still, uh, go ahead and jump on that. But we are giving it out at minus three as our probably only mutual play. I guess you've given out four picks, so I only have my pick left. Um, and I, I wanted to just give a pick to give out four. I really felt good about my three, but I wanted to stretch this into fourth play here. So I'm going to go back to uh, the SEC. Um, and for me, this was this was a game that I just thought was pretty interesting. So I'm talking about Kentucky at Florida. A lot of a lot of SEC games I've given out in the first uh, two weeks of the season so far. But I guess it's because I like a high volume of tickets on any games I'm betting on. Um, did some deep diving on this one. So the spring look ahead line for Florida was minus four, which I thought was interesting because obviously all the hype around Kentucky and Florida having a coaching turnover to uh, Billy Napier. So I thought Florida opening up as a spring look ahead of the minus four was interesting this week. It opened up at three and a half. So it actually opened up below what the spring line was, which um, I thought made a little bit more sense given how, um, you know, Kentucky, like we said, covered against Miami of Ohio last week uh, and Florida, you know, winning a nail biter against Utah. It has jumped to six. It's then settled back down to five and a half. You're basically getting 50, 50 splits across the board. But one of my thesis coming into the season was I just don't believe in Kentucky. Uh, And I watched that Kentucky of Ohio and uh, Miami of Ohio game. And guess what? That game was really fucking close for a really long time. Now they covered the 17 and a half point spread. All of the credit goes to Kentucky. That was a loser bet for me last week, but Kentucky didn't really wow me and Florida sure as hell did wow me last week. Like I think Utah, I have Utah to win the PAC 12. I think Utah is one of the best teams in the country, like a top 10 team in the country. No questions asked. Um, And I think Florida really rose to the challenge and really met a really strong Utah team that came to play. So I think there is a discrepancy in these teams. Um, So 
I obviously liked it closer to the opening number of the week, minus three and a half, minus four. It's up to five and a half right now. Um, and this is just, this is sort of, I'm just looking at the tape. And I think Florida is the much better team here. So I like Florida to win by a touchdown. So Florida minus five and a half is going to be my fourth and final play this week. Anthony Rickson, real deal. Let's, uh, I, it, was, it was one of my first, uh, I would say first three games out. So I do like it. It was a late cut for me. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Last, uh, last thing here uh, I'll say as well is I'm going to try to get this pod edited up quickly. Uh, if you listen to this, um, always want to give you a little bit of a Friday night delight play uh, just to wet the beak a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, Louisville at UCF. Uh, they're playing at 730 tonight. God knows when you're going to listen to this pod, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday morning. I know most of our listeners listen to it Saturday morning, but USF catching a crazy amount of tickets and cash, 70% plus on the tickets and money, 70% plus on the money line as five and a half point favorites. This line has pretty much hovered right around six hasn't really moved too much, go ahead and treat yourself and just go ahead and take Louisville money line uh, or with the points there. That's a little Friday night delight bonus play. What was, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was your first game or two out? Uh, other ones I was looking at, uh, the Stanford line was doing something funky. I know. I was thinking about Stanford too. I got scared off last second, but that line makes a lot of sense. Um, Honestly, I, I liked it a lot, but then uh, I was reading Stanford's tease right up on it, and he he loves USC. He always bets against Stanford, though. But he anyway, always he, he always bets against them. But uh, Stanford also historically does well against you. There was there were too many moving variables for me to yeah. really to confidently bet Stanford. Uh, what about Texas and uh, Alabama? Obviously, you don't get rich betting versus Alabama. Not twenty points, twenty twenty half points is a lot. There's only what ten percent on Texas. I didn't really have a good feel on this. It's so many, it's so many points. Um, I just didn't have a good feel on it. Uh, you know, I I'll probably be rooting for Alabama cause I like to see Texas suffer, but I, I didn't have a good feel on it. I'm like, is Alabama going to win by three touchdowns is, you know, start going to keep it close. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the contrarian in me very much wanted to take Texas just to do it, but that's no way to get your percentages up on the pot is by betting against Alabama a couple of times a year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially when they're uh, three t- three tutty favorites. Yeah, not great. Uh, the other one I was looking at uh, just Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, who were you looking? Who'd you like there? Uh, I was leaning Iowa. Uh, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a gutter bowl, but I think Iowa's defense is really legit. And I think if you look at the betting percentages, I think people are leaning Iowa State. Um, so I, you know, baby lean, but I, I definitely lean towards Iowa. I mean, same thing we're talking about on Zay, pretty much 55% on the road dog. Like, why? Um, right. Yeah, minus three and a half. You're already seeing it move to four. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll double with that, depending on how Georgia State goes. Yeah. And uh, that was really the end of, like, the strong leans. I think the last – let me see if I can grab it real quick. I'll talk to it. Uh, Oregon State and Fresno was the other one. It's basically a pick em. Uh, And I just kind of liked how the line was moving in favor of uh, Oregon State. But things have levied out to 50-50, and it's a pick em, so I, I cooled off on that one. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've had anything else very strong. That was everything on my short list. And East obviously- Carolina, you know, East Carolina, if you look at that one, they're minus 12, now minus 12 and a half. 57% of the cash, I mean 50% of the action, 95% of the cash uh, just jumped out to me. It's like, why the fuck is there so much money on East Carolina? 
Well, probably just because of NC State last week. It's still 95 fucking percent on a fucking 12 and a half right. point. You, you, you couldn't, you, I mean, yeah, you, it could be an ultimate letdown spot, but I have, I'm, I'm certainly not eager to bet Old Dominion. I'm not running to the window to bet Old Dominion. They're just a little truffle pig play if you, uh, <laughs> feel so inclined. If you want to get a donkey brains, uh, money line bet, just bet really Old Dominion. Go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, so just to recap our official picks here, though, uh, we have uh, South Carolina plus eight and a half. I'll start with my picks. South Carolina plus eight and a half. Uh, BYU minus three. Florida minus five and a half. And I have Illinois as minus three and a half as my Warhammer. And DB, you got Northwestern minus 10. Georgia State plus seven and a half. Kansas plus 13 and a half. And BYU minus three as a mutual play and your Warhammer. Good slate of picks. I definitely like our collective plays this week more so than I did last week. I'm thinking six and two. We win both win both Warhammers. And we're back on track. Right back at it. Yep. Uh cool. Uh anything else? We got uh, NFL starting. You got any uh you got any futures, any EPL, any uh, anything you want to get no, on the radar? Mostly just pissed off that <clears throat> England canceled Premier League this weekend because of the Queen, you know. No way to mourn without sports, you know? Like, what kind of society do we live in where someone dies and we stop playing sports, you know? I don't care if it's the queen, queen of England, literally. You know, it's it's a little, it's a step too far. That's not that's not how anyone should mourn. So I'm a little <laughs> upset about that. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Um, probably just gonna have to watch some like Bundesliga this weekend or something. I'll get back to you with some picks. There we go. George Michael takes away. We back. I know you're not a fool. I should have known better.